Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. And if you if what you're looking for is more Tom and Neil, then you're in luck. In luck, Tom. Know. In luck. It's our first one for a, what seems like a, can you say Coon's age anymore? Or is that a bad thing to say? I don't know. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, it canceled. wasn't like a racial slur. It right? wasn't. It was something with raccoons, wasn't it? I assume. But anyway, it's it's the first one in ages that we've done. For a long ass time, Neil. Yes, long ass time. Well, yeah, we've obviously we've had a bunch of interviews and it's it's funny because we haven't done a solo one for so long it's almost like like we're intimidated to do it like uh well, we don't have a guest what are we gonna do we're just gonna just riff or what but, I, don't, I don't know if intimidated is the right word but yeah i mean we got but seriously dude we have such a <laughs> like a guy who hasn't had sex in six years we got such a backlog it's crazy exactly we might wait we, we might only last 30 seconds is that what you're saying you <laughs> Well, dude, I don't know, people. We got like four. This will this will be like four in the can. I don't. That sounds very rude, doesn't it? <laughs> Good God! Yeah, we we do have a little bit of a backup. As a matter of fact, I, I I we have a bunch recorded ahead, so our motivation is sort of low. But yeah, not some of them are timely, some of them aren't. So we'll just kind of. It's just one of those things that you know when we get offered a guest. And we have to fill into the guest's time schedule, right? We have to do yeah. what's necessary, you know, around them. So that's why we probably did three episodes in a week, interviews. Yeah. And um, some are better than others. And that always happens. It's not, you know, yeah. you never know, right? It could be the most interesting person in the world, but... Doesn't they, mean they can convey it interestingly. Exactly. And you might and have somebody someone... else who maybe, yeah, you never heard of, but is great fun. So. Well, the bladder, bladder, bladder one, for example, you know, one album and... That was yeah. complete nonsense for an hour and thirty minutes. There you go. Well, yeah. and yeah, and, it's and and you know, like it, we haven't been going to a ton of shows. Like I went and saw Electric Frankenstein, and that was great fun. That was about a week and a half ago. Yeah, I heard lots of good things about that. Like uh, Alan, yeah, no, Alan went I, to the one in Chicago. I didn't go. Yeah, you know, I wrote a review of it for That's Good Enough for Me, who I'm writing my reviews for, and I got like six shares. Like the band really picked up on it. Huh. And uh, so it got pushed around a lot, which was good. But then I read it back through, and I'm like, okay, it was good. It was concise. You know, I, I'm trying to – I could be quite wordy, so I've been trying to kind of keep them concise so people can actually read them. You know, if it takes longer than it takes to take a shit to read a review, it's too long, right? <laughs> it depends. I'm but sure. I totally forgot that Nikki Corvette came up and sang a song. I didn't put that in there at all because I was trying to bang it out. Did you actually – I bet you were trying to bang it out. Very sexual Dude, tonight, Tom. You Very see sexual. You right now before you make any banging it out jokes. <laughs> oh, no. Let's hope she isn't listening. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely. Well, it's funny because I had never really heard of her. I didn't know who she was, so I actually was texting you at the show going, who's Nikki Corvette? And then I Googled her. She's from Detroit. She made one kind of classic power pop album in the early 80s, right? I know one song, Nikki and the Corvettes, right? I know one, I know one song, I think. What's it called? I don't remember. No, there you go. What's a real? <laughs> it was, no, I remember it being good. I just don't remember what the song was called. You know, but that that show in Grand Rapids. The thing I'll say about it is, 
it was also uh, Dirty Donnie Gillis, and there was like three guys there who did like an art show. There was so much, so many cool posters and stuff. Like it would have blown your mind. Like hmm. I, I mean, I, I guarantee you would have walked out of there with something because it was just really cool artwork. You know, horror, punk rock, rock and roll. Just it was, it was cool. It was a real cool, real cool show. So you bought me stuff then, is what you're saying? I did not, and <laughs> I didn't buy myself bitch. really anything nice. <laughs> Got a couple things for Alan. That was about it. Dude, right, I, want, I want to interrupt and say, if you can hear, I don't know if my microphone's picking it up, but the problem of living in a multi-unit building, and we don't have this very often, but the people upstairs are listening to what sounds like the most god-awful bullshit I've ever heard. Because I can all, hear it a little bit. Is it hip-hop or what? I don't know. All I can hear is like a bass. It sounds like if, uh, it sounds like the most boring, like, post uh, public image limited nonsense because all I can hear is this bass line that keeps repeating itself and then some mm. like weird guitar every once in a while it it sounds horrific but they're probably trying to use the loud music to co- cover up their animalistic sex sounds <laughs> well I think I prefer the animalistic sex sounds because it's, it's, it's well I mean who wouldn't do you remember but... the movie, remember the movie Driller Killer yes it was, it was a slasher back in the early 80s yep, yep. I think when videos Real first came cheap. out yeah yeah, yeah. And, and wasn't it that like the, the guy got driven insane by the bad music coming from next door? So he goes next door and like kills him with his electric drill. That wasn't like a sorority house kind of situation, was it? I don't think so. No, I think it was just the used. I don't know. I it's, used to I used to read so many bad horror movies like back in the days of actual like VHS videos. I watched as many as I could, but they they kind of all blend together. Man, going back to the early '80s in England, yeah, because you know we only had back then. What before I left for the states in '83, we only had four TV channels, right? So if you want, that's what I had till I was a, like a teenager too. So don't worry about it. So people people take it for granted now that you can just watch whatever movie you want whenever you want. But yeah. back then, you basically had to wait till it came on fucking on TV, right? So you might get lucky. Tape it on your VHS. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this is before VHS. So when the first VHS came out in England, one of my buddies rented one for a week. And wait, we now were, that I can hear that, now that you t- mention it, I can't stop hearing. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. I'm sorry. Ugh. Um, but anyway, so we used to go to the video store and just rent all these, like, you know, the shittier the name of the horror movie, yeah, the yeah. better. You know, it looked like it had nudity. That was a plus, right? But, dude, I can remember us watching. We rented the first, like, we'd heard so much about Texas Chainsaw, the first one. Awesome, and man. we rented it. It looks like a sunny afternoon. And we were just, when by the time it was done, we were just, like, fucking stunned. You know, it's a great movie, right? It's it, it, like it, seventy-two minutes long or something. It's an amazing movie. It really is, just because it is does seem like it's a almost so like gritty. a documentary. Yeah, not, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So we were. I remember walking home that's, that ah. summer afternoon, just kind of freaked out. Uh, but man, I digress. I guess yes. Huh. <sighs> well, Down memory lane. So hopefully, in about eighteen hours or so, we're going to be having lunch because I'm coming through. You are. You're coming up to Milwaukee to see a show, right? I am. We're going. Scott and I are going up, and we're going to hang out with our buddy Mark from the DUIs, who was on episode 200. DUIs have played a Punk Till I Die event. They're kind of yep. like, uh, it's funny, you know, I grew up over there, but I don't really keep track of a ton of people I grew up with, but we've kind of developed a new little circle of friends over there. So, no, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Saturday night, we're going to see, I think Circle Jerks are headlining. I think they're kind of swapping every other night. Circle Jerks, Descendants, Adolescents. Hmm. A triple bill of cruster punk, old school, old not old school, just old, yeah, old, old school punk rock bands, old West it's Coast. A, yeah, it's at a place called the Eve, which I used to go to Milwaukee Metal Fest at, so I am vaguely familiar with. It's a cool old Art Deco place. You'd actually love the theater. How big? How how many people does it hold? 
I think, okay, it's genuinely in danger of selling out, and we have this verified, not just hype. I think it's 4,000 or something like that. It's that big? It's a big, it's going to be a big crowd, unless I'm looking at the wrong venue. Jesus. Well, the one they're playing in Grand, or, I'm sorry, in Detroit, the 2,500 seat venue is going to sell out. So it's it's doing well. Fuck me. I mean, the first time I saw The Clash, The Clash didn't sell 4,000 tickets. Yeah, Clash weren't that good, Neil. We're talking about circle jerks. <laughs> Well, you know what I found, what, what what I figured when you guys came down a couple years ago to see the Circle Jerk Seven Seconds. Yeah, uh, that was just me actually. That was the famous slept on your oh yeah that's slept on your furnitureless floor night. No, no, it wasn't. That wasn't that night, was it? Because Lydia yep, went with us. You were moving. That was last March. Was it? Yep. Huh. We, I mean, I came, oh I yeah, came, you did. That's right. Yeah. I came three times to see you last year, and every time it was like a big multi-band thing. I, I came down for the Circle Jerks. Seven seconds negative approach. Then I came down. I don't remember which was next, but I came down for the Dead Boys Briefs season. Ah, yes, that was out in the suburbs somewhere. And then also out in the suburbs, the now infamous Black Flag Black Flag debacle. Yeah, that debacle. Um, But anyway, when we went to that uh, seven seconds uh, Circle Jerk show, that's when I figured out I I don't really like Circle Jerks that much. I didn't think they were particularly great that night, but. I do like them. I mean, those first three albums, especially, are classic. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like the third or fourth time I've seen them, and it's why I didn't want to go to this. I mean, people are probably asking Neil, why aren't you going? Yeah, we uh, offered to pick you up, Neil. Neil would rather stay home and yell at kids to stay off his grass. <laughs> yell at these people upstairs to turn their fucking shit off. Yeah, well. dude, maybe, maybe start <laughs> just making have, even louder animal sex sounds or, or hang on the roof with a broom or something I was like i can't i can't tell if somebody's talking right now over the music or they've been doing like a satanic ritual well i hope if they do that satan comes down and smashes their record player well i'll tell you what oh yeah you think they're playing records probably like a bose wave they probably got a cd no dude it's annoying because like i'll come home and there'll be like a you know a package you know a record package and it's not for you and it won't be for me it drives me insane It's like Neil Sadaka or something. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. Just to prove you wrong, I'm going to start with a song. Yes. It is Circle Jerks, Live Fast, Die Young. There you go. Oh! 
Okay, that was a circle jerks with "Live Fast, Die Young." I guarantee they're not listening to that upstairs. And have I ever Neil. told have I ever told you, Tom, the first the first uh, the first hardcore band I've I ever saw? Did I ever tell you about that show? Is it Blink One Eighty Two? No, <laughs> funny guy, <laughs> funny guy. No, Tommy, 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 Tommy the Tommy. When yep. I was here as an exchange student in '83, which is now yep. forty years ago, for fuck's sake. When I first you were a came young over. man, Neil. I was. I was barely able to drink. But um, Circle Jerks were playing... But ironically, had much more capacity to drink. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably right. Um, Circle Jerks were playing at Cubby Bear. Mm. And this was this would have been winter, because it was freezing. It would have been winter 1983 into 84. And we drove up from Champagne. Either that, or we was, it was over Thanksgiving or something, and we were staying at Tom's, with Tom's family in uh, Addison. Um, okay. And we went to Cubby Bear to see the Circle Jerks, and it was downstairs at, at Cubby Bear, and it was pretty spectacular, and I've never forgotten that. So um, hmm. now I wish I could remember who they who they played with. It's funny, you know. I see all those old flyers. They're so, they're really good. A lot of guys in Chicago are really good at crying those old shows, mm-hmm. including uh, Jason Baygood, our friend down yep. there, and. It is those lamps were insane, right? right? Like the local yeah. opener would be like like life sentence or or you know it, even the local openers were kind of legendary now, you know. And you'd be three or four bands, and every one of them is like a punk household name now. Yeah, it would be like yeah, it would be like life sentence effigies and uh, toxic reasons or something. circle jerk, yeah, circle yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, just like one night they'd all play a half hour. They all sounded horrible. They were all drunk, but it was just it's still like now you'd pay a hundred dollars and drive three hours to see any of those shows you know and i think that was my first time on the way back we stopped at a white castle i think it was my first time eating white castle i think so that was a lot of memories and let them know in that show yeah first tom. time getting first time getting diary from white castle it really is a special time in a young man's life <laughs> tom had some big old like 80s uh whale car you know some huge fucking oh, yeah, old, yeah. like and we were trying to have cracked windshield i mean it was completely punk rock it was great twice on the way home yeah i mean it was fucking awesome I, I, I don't know if it was that trip or another trip I was in Chicago. I mean, this is how fucking wild it was back then. I went into a Nami surplus shop to, um, I was looking for t-shirts because this was, you know, I was going to be going back to England to, to graduate in, sure. in early 84. And, cool um, for all these freaking pasty crooked tooth Englishmen. I was, I was going looking for t-shirts like, you know, kill a commie for mommy, those kind of t-shirts, oh, right? I guess U.S. Marines, Any, that kind some, of thing. Stuff that, stuff that Johnny Ramone would want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. So I found one. Here for Christ. Like I, I bought like six t-shirts and I bought like a U.S. Marines poster or something like that in there. And the guy yeah. must have thought it was some like fucking right wing nut because he offered to <laughs> tell me he's, he, he pulled out an Uzi from under the counter and offered to sell it to me for 40 bucks. No way. <laughs> if that fucking happened. Come on. Ask Tom, ask, if you see Tommy the Commie again, ask him about that. Dude, yep. why didn't you buy that? That would have been so badass. <laughs> it was <laughs> a great. St- your whole trajectory. Right? Yeah. But no, it was, that was fucking, I mean, that's like a scene out of, uh, what's that movie with, uh, uh Jesus Christ! Like, it's like Paul Fitchner or something, right? Spiders well, the, in the web. The, the the guy that gets tired of the traffic jam and just gets out of his car and like absolutely flips and goes crazy. Um, oh, like falling down. Falling down. That movie. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, like yeah. that because he goes to an army surplus store, doesn't he? And the guy thinks he's a remember. Nazi because he's got short hair. They wouldn't, give him, they wouldn't make him change, and he freaked out. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was very that was I used to we used to love coming up to Chicago because Chicago had character in those days. It fucking doesn't anymore. Sure. It's funny you should mention that, Neil, because, you know, we got something in the last couple of weeks, which is amazing. It took four years, but we got something that I, I surprised me don't get more of, Neil. We got sort of got some hate mail. I wouldn't call it hate mail. It was just it was weird mail. Well, my it's, it is funny because it is like if I 
I, I'm going to call it hate mail because it's more fun. But I think we should read it. And I think not only should we read it, but I think we should dissect it. Okay. And directly address the concerns of this anonymous person. Okay. He's actually this, sent this, us this two. This badass rebel who doesn't dare sign his emails. Well, his name is Sitchasm, apparently, right? Or Slitchasm? I'm not. I don't know. Slitchasm. Yeah. I, I don't know what that I'm means. almost thinking it might be one of our regular writers who's just fucking with our balls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know about that. Or like somebody, you know, who's got a bone to pick with me from my previous writing gig. Yeah, something. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> we'll get to that anyway. And here's the thing. We are not – we would never ignore constructive criticism. We've actually taken the advice of our listeners from time to time. You know what? You do this, do that. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just got a letter from our longtime listener, Carl, our buddy. Who's never afraid to tell us when we suck or when we're good, and uh, he suggested something, and we will probably pick up on that thread next time we do a show with just Neil and I. Or we'll, or we'll get to it maybe on this show. We'll see how it goes. Well, I, I was specifically he wanted to know like the the origin story, like the long form origin story of the podcast, which we've told that story. I don't know how much longer form we can get, but I mean we could tell it in ten minutes. That would be pretty easy. We could, we yeah. could, but we'll see because I like I said I have a few things on my agenda today. All right, but let's okay so. I, so this un un uh, un uh, signed email. Greetings from California, the land of punk rock and crazy ass liberals. I do enjoy about seventy percent of your episodes. <laughs> so it's uh, that, so, so it's thirty percent hate mail. I mean that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. Gosh, yeah, hate, fuck like, yeah, I'm that's pretty, good. I'm pretty content with that. Like like if you played major league baseball and you got to hit seventy percent of the time you up, you could make one billion dollars a year. That's right. Yeah, and we make zero dollars. So anyway, <laughs> we lose. We lo- we we're emerging. We suck. <laughs> anyway, I enjoy about seventy percent of your episodes, but goddamn, can we get some guests from the glory days? And and actually, you know what? That that's something I have been contemplating. That, right. you know, we get a lot of different kinds of guests, but it it has occurred to me that I should be swinging for the fences because what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I've I have got this, I've got I have one this, coming up. I have this fear of rejection. Like, okay, I'm going to ask Milo from The Descendants to be on. He's going to say no, and it's going to put me in a downward spiral or something. But, but you know, Milo, he's a big name. If he didn't want to come on, you know, he's got he's got every right. But, you know, I really do want to start swinging for the fences. But I'm so preoccupied with my, you know, real freaking life and job and all this other garbage that I don't have time for this non-money-making podcast. Well, I've so, got a I've got a 77 legend in the can in yes. the uh, in the bull in the bullpen. So. Not necessarily a household name, but an interesting one nonetheless. Well, and you I, all will know. You all will know. You, ugh, you know the you band. All will know his handiwork for sure. Yes. So yes. yeah. So, so anyway. That, so that okay, we'll talk about that. We'll have to discuss that because that that'll be cool. It's actually really relevant with a supergroup that's currently in the news. I don't know if you see that. Yeah, it is. Yep. Freaking Steve Jones. Could he ever shut up? You think? I'm starting to kind of have it with that guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he does. As much like as I love his guitar playing, his whole oh, I'm kind of over rock and roll. Well, kind of over you, you bloated bastard. He does kind of live in past glories, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I, I don't. I mean, what, what are you going to do, dude? Are you going to put on a classical album? You're done with rock and roll. What are you going to do? Well, Billy Billy Idol manages all right. He does his own thing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but that's rock and roll. The whole Steve Jones. Oh, I'm kind of done with rock and roll. I mean, come on. Yeah. What else are you going to do, dude? Anyway, get back to the letter. You're going to replace Ron Jeremy? You're going to become America's number one adult male adult film star? <laughs> All right. Can we get some guests from the glory days? So I actually I, – I take that to heart. I do. I would like to get some more guests from the glory days, and I'll tell you what. Uh, well, that's, something, that's something we'll work on. I want to know 
what he means by that. What what is his glory Dude, he's days? From California is he nineties? Like, I mean, he might I be no like, effect. Uh, no, I assume like eighties, like you know the Jack Grishams that kind of thing. Which well, we, go, we, we, we do want to get more people like that. Well, I can go back to the seventies. Those are my glory days. So if you want to go back to fucking glory days, you know, man, I can take born, it. Most most people weren't born during your glory days. But I'm days. just saying, you can't say Simmer glory. Down. You can't say glory days because I'll take it back to fucking mid seventies. So you know. <laughs> Nothing was glorious in the seventies. I'll take I'll get Gary Glitter on here for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would take some arranging. That might be what an interview. Dude, you could, what uh, a you scoop could, that would be, huh? You could tell him you were a young Vietnamese boy, <laughs> and uh, he'd jump right on. <laughs> hey, I think he only goes for girls. He, he doesn't go oh, that, that right? way. Yeah, he doesn't go well, that way. You know, He's I not guess. a weirdo. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, letter. Wow. Okay, okay. Oh, and here's here's an interesting one. He, and what's up with all these categories? Pop punk, post punk, punk and roll. I guess I'm cut from a different loincloth. It's fucking punk or it's not. You guys sound like the LGBTQFDRTOPJJ <laughs> bullshit. Isn't he a liberal from California? Is he making fun of the LGBTQFDRTOPJJ movement? Dude, this is so funny to me because. 99% of our listeners would probably say that me and you are totally right-wing. And they, you know, some well, people, I hope they some, don't think we're totally right. No, but you know what I mean. They would, they would say that if we're if we're verging either way, it's definitely yeah. on the side of the right. And uh, and you know, well, it's so well, funny we, to say. I guess if anyone, if having a slight sense of humor makes you on the right, then I guess guilty. Yeah, I'll be but, given common sense. Yeah, but here's the here's the thing with that. I get that. I mean, it is all punk rock, right? But. You still have to be able to describe it, and that's all we're all we're doing. I mean, you, you go to the restaurant and there's a menu, and it says sandwich. <laughs> yeah, beer, and yeah. that's all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you yeah. you want to know if it's roast beef in there or bologna or, or ham or whatever, you know? So I, I mean, I agree, it is all punk rock, and and Neil and I have decided that it's okay for us to gatekeep. Oh fuck yeah! If more people would have been gatekeeping, all these freaking bullshit bands wouldn't have got into punk rock or wouldn't be considered punk rock now like a simple plan all this nonsense right they should have right. been gate kept yep i know where exactly where the gate should have been slammed too right before blink 182 never should have <laughs> yeah, good charlotte yeah but that all spawned off of that you know and it all spawned from that 90s movement with green day and the offspring and all that stuff and those bands are all pretty authentic honestly they came up the right way but that next generation was more watered down and you know the freaking uh what's that the hot topic punk bands you know anyway so i i get your point i get your point about the different categories it is all punk rock but you still have to describe things you know mm. it, it it so i it just i think that's just sort of silly oh and now he goes right straight for our hearts neil and in my opinion both of your 2022 best albums sucked bbc <laughs> british broadcast company <laughs> not quite well, not quite what it means but okay. i mean that's Anyway, that's, I think that's a racial term, Neil. But I'm not I think say it, it is, yes. I'm not say it. Yep. How the fuck does Tyrant or Radiation Spot not make that list? I didn't, I hadn't heard Tyrant last year in my defense, and also it wasn't an LP. So there's a couple of problems with that. And yeah. I love the Tyrant record. Uh, we've played it, we've it, played it to death in 2023. It's been one of Tom's favorites so far, but it's not yeah. an album, and it wasn't out in 2022. And so. Radiation Spots, I, I've never heard of them. But I'll try to put them on my list of bands that I'll forget to listen to. Hmm. So I will try to uh, check them out because, you know, if you like Tyrant, maybe you know something about good stuff. 
Keep making see this this gets real confusing here. Keep making cuzzies and turning our punk youth major major spelling error there, but I'll just like turning our punk youth soft. F O A D. I don't think that's racial, but I think that's very insulting. Change the team to pop post indie afraid to offend till I die. <laughs> again. That's pretty funny. I give you that one. That, that's good. That's good. I, but again, I, if anyone would accuse us of anything, the thing we normally get is of being too much on the right and too much gatekeeping. And you're accusing us of just the opposite, which is hysterical. I mean, I guess we should be playing brutal youth and screwdriver, apparently, according to this guy. I don't know. Boy, Screwdriver, man, it's so funny because you and I are in a bunch of these online punk groups and stuff. And anytime you mention, anytime anybody puts, even the the very first Screwdriver record, that's the only one I ever see get posted. The pre like, yep, the pre pre Nazi, pre racist stuff. People just freak out, man. I what are these old punks afraid of? They're they're worse than the freaking millennials sometimes, aren't they? As far as being pussies, agreed. Yes. I'm very disappointed when I see a 65 year old guy act like such a baby about something, right? If you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, so that was our, our first sort of hate mail. Well, see, I want to, but I want to know. Okay, so okay. what does this guy consider punk rock? I mean, is it the exploited? Is it Tyrant com- is it radiation? Is Tyrant it- and radiation spots. I, I don't. Okay, Tyrant is okay. They, I mean, they're a. They're a hardcore band. I mean, once again, I'm sorry, I'm labeling, but they are a hardcore. I mean, they got a little bit of oi influence and street punk influence, but they are a hard ass band, man. They are not, you know, the Pistols, right? And I also don't think they're that good. I mean, they're okay. They're good. I mean, they're but fine. See, I really, I really like them. It's the music I want to listen to when I'm beating up a stranger. Yeah, but it's not. It's not it ain't the foreskins or the when business. When I'm beating up an old man in the parking lot of a bar that offended me, Neil, that's what I want to listen to. <laughs> but it's not, it's not. It's not Coxbearer or the business or the foreskins. It's none of those. Yeah. So I, I don't I know. mean, every, I don't know. Everybody's got their, you know, it, it's, I don't know. You know, what was it the years and years ago when the, one of the Supreme Court justices said, you know, I might not be able to describe pornography, but I know it when I see it. And that to me is punk rock, like, right? Like I know it when I hear it. I know it's not, but what's not punk rock. Right. And it is amazing to me that these kids. Kids. These kids, no, the, the, really, the kids now, like, you know, like a Bob Villain or whatever. Oh, you know, fuck One off. of the ones we talked about, some of these other ones. Like, they want the punk rock credibility, but there's, musically, it's just, there's nothing there. Right. I, I, you know, there has to be a certain, you know, orthodoxy to it. I mean, just having a bad attitude and not being able to play your instruments doesn't make you a punk rocker, my friends. Bad Attitude. That's a great song by uh, Articles of Faith. It is a great song. You're right. In fact, you know what? That. You know what? I'm gonna fucking play that right now. There you go. Hey, here, this is for you, anonymous caller. Yep. Writer. Here's some if, if you don't think this is punk rock, dude, then you know what? You better go back to your good Charlotte records. There you go. So yeah, this is Articles <laughs> of Faith. Anyway, thanks for writing, even though it was a little bit insulting. But like I said, we'll take seventy percent. Yep. So this is Articles of Faith with Bad Attitude off their first EP. Like you got your fun that way You need some more heads out today 
of faith from chicago with bad attitude and i saw them in 1983 in champagne urbana with the offenders and the champagne band the breeders and Mm. articles of faith were and still probably are the most in your face band i've ever seen live vic bondi Mm. was off the stage and and even though there was only like there was like 30 people there and it was mainly like high school kids and stuff who were obviously just there because like shouting communist slogans at them in their face, yeah, right in your face, and it's like these are like fifteen-year-old girls, you know. <laughs> there was really no need for it, but man, they were completely fucking intense. And they're, actually, they're good. I mean, they were good. Yeah, band, no question about it. Man. And I remember them much more than the offenders. The offenders were fine, but Articles of Faith, who were opening, uh, really stood out that night as being the as being the best band on the bill. So yeah, Articles of Faith. It's it's hard to get any of their original stuff. A couple of their seven inches are back in print. Uh, a few years ago, uh, Alternative Tentacles did like a two or three CD like box, box set. They, right. They had yeah. all their stuff on. I have that, and I think I I don't know if I have any of their stuff on vinyl, but it's good stuff. Yeah, I've still got the um, what was the name of the that EP that Bad Attitude was on? Hold on a second. It was what we want is free oh, from yeah, 1982. Yeah, yeah. So I have okay. the original of that, which is actually worth some decent money now. That's a good. That's a good EP. Was it four songs? Four songs. Yep. Every day, my father's dreams, bad attitude, and what we want is free. Yeah, great fucking. Yeah, uh, that's a great EP. record. I think I paid like a dollar ninety nine for it. Still got the nice. price tag on it. <laughs> well, and they had one LP called Give Thanks. It was and I got that too. Yeah, that's good. It was. Okay, they were starting to go. They were going a bit post punky at that point. Yeah, but it still had some good intensity to it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Bad Attitude is one of the most intense songs, right? Yeah, that's a good Dude, totally. Good stuff. 
Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Well, yeah, so he, he wrote us a second letter, didn't he? Hold on a second. Was there anything worth? Or was the first, was the second letter basically just a retelling of the first one? Yeah, I was just complaining about a specific episode. I he think. didn't seem to like the latest episode. Uh, Which, you know what? It'll be fine. No, but hold on. Let me just say, for God's sake, get some more guests that were there in the trenches, not sitting in the ledge sipping coffee. Bubblegum punk till you die. <laughs> When's the last time this guy went to a show? Is he going to shows? Because I, I tell you what, I, I love these. Know. I see a lot of these tough guys that oh, I don't go to shows anymore. Well, I'm sorry. It's like, uh, it's it's you, you, if you don't go to shows, and you know, unless there's some real extraordinary circumstance, maybe he is. Maybe he's mixing up with us. Maybe, maybe he he's has, maybe he's going to shows with us and judging whether or not we're raging hard enough. Maybe he has no arms and legs. That's true. <laughs> maybe he lives in like you know Nome, Alaska or something. And you're allowed not to go to shows. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Make your own scene. Damn it. Exactly. So Neil, you know, want to hear my? You know, I'm, I'm irritated with a, a sort of punk adjacent company that everybody's going to know. Okay. And everybody warned me I shouldn't deal with. You want to hear about it? Uh, of course, yes. I would love to hear about your so back in the day, like twenty years ago, and even until more recently, maybe five or seven years ago, I used to order a fair amount of stuff from Inner Punk. Do you ever? I order did. From Inter- I did. Ever- I ordered a ton. Yeah, back in the day. But well, back in the day, geez, early two thousands. Yeah, guess. yeah, like twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, I used to. I used to order a lot of CDs from Inner Punk. Yeah. Yep, CDs and records, and I mean, I mean, I think the last thing I bought was probably like five years ago. I they had like a Pink Lincoln reissue, like a variant or something and i bought a record from it was a, it was a lp so they're, they're apparently trying to make their comeback so they've been advertising again it's amazing if you google them they have like a 1.5 stars out of five i mean it's wow. just just people after people saying how they've been screwed over by them bands have been screwed over by them and i and i know this i know all these things and i've even talked to bands specifically that like they just all we want our records back at this point you're just screwing us over but they did this thing a while back where they had a sale. It was like 15% off, everything in stock. And they had a record I really wanted. It was a John Cougar Concentration Camp record. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. A week later, it was at the house. I wow. got that in an undead undead record. Good prices. I think I paid 30 bucks for two records. Or something. There you go. Or 40 bucks. I don't know. Normal, normal price. You know, good price. And it was at the house like a week later. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I see they're getting more ads from, more ads from. And they had something I really wanted. It was the Meat Men. You know, I don't even love this album, but I'm kind of trying to get all the Meat Men stuff on vinyl. It was the Meat Men um, Toilet Slave record. You remember the Toilet Slave record? Mid-90s? I do not. No. I had some lost, good songs on it. Most interest by that time, probably. Had some stupid songs on it. Had some good songs on it. It was, was when he was in Virginia. Um, on Urinal Cake Blue Vinyl. Okay. And there was a couple other things. There was that that antidote seven inch that I was always talking about, and, and I don't remember one other record. So I I ordered them and I paid for them, and, and I used PayPal because I knew they had a reputation as being kind of shifty. And a mo- like literally like a month later, I'm like, all right, dudes, what's going on? I've never got I never got any shipping information. You know what's going on? And then because and it said it had shipped like a month before or three weeks before, hmm. so they never answered me. But they updated the shipping that it had just shipped again the day I sent my email. Huh. And then like a week later, I'm like, I still don't have any shipping information on this. What's going on? And then uh, they said they shipped it that day. Then I emailed them again. Oh, boy. And uh, finally, I'm like, I screw it. So I actually went on. I went to PayPal and I filed a complaint and I got my money back that same day. Apparently, they're not even trying to like dispute 
the fact that they're screwing people over again. So anyway, if you were rebuilding your trust a little bit with Interpunk, it seems like they're back to their same old nonsense. So, hmm. and you know, every customer you burn, most of them are just sitting at home, you know, pissing and moaning about it. But we have a bully pulpit here to piss <laughs> and moan about these things. That's a great name for hot gold. So band. you honestly, you fucked with the wrong guy, you scam artist. <laughs> I'm gonna make it my life's mission. To make sure that nobody wastes their money on you idiots. So, anyway, don't hmm. buy from Interpunk. I know they're shiny and they still are getting new variants from Fat Rack and all this. But my understanding is you just pre-order and just you just never get anything. So, or if you're going to at least do like I did and use uh, uh, PayPal so you can get it back. Yeah. But the worst thing is, you know, I ignored good judgment. I mean, I, I had friends of bands literally said, hey, they fucked us over and I still ordered. Well, it Just. might be a different company now. I mean, because it was... It's been a long time, right? I I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Interpunk, the worst, man. The worst. All I know is the last thing I last time I interacted with them, I there was a which Manges record was it? Do you say Manges or Mangies or how do you say it? I thought it was Mangies, but I know also like a Jughead, I think he said Manges and and like he's friends with them, so. Yeah. And then, like the mange, you know, that's a disease or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was right when Go Down so we, came out. So this would have been 2006. This is the last, this is the last time it was, right? Wow. Um, and uh, Interpunk had a manges contest. And I entered it and I won. So I got really? like the CD. I got a single. They I didn't got fly a signed. They didn't fly you to Italy. <laughs> I got a signed poster. I got a bunch of badges and stuff like that, and patches. So oh. you know. So yeah, well, I, I had a good. Yeah, I had a good. I had a good time with uh, with the gold, good old interpunk uh, folks. So you know, they hmm. must have you on their shit list or some for some reason. Dude, you know, I always, you know, I listen to the radio back and forth to work, which I know is unacceptable. You don't listen to our podcast. Sorry. What's the matter with you? Well, I have a bunch of CDs. Like uh, Doctor Disc gave me a bunch of CDs, so I've been listening to, like UK sub CDs and stuff, which are which is pretty good actually. Which UK shockingly subs? good. I don't know what era, but I think it was like recent, like last 10, 15 years. Do you know what it was called? Uh, uh, no, I could probably figure it out. Okay, if you give me a minute. But yeah, he. Uh, but anyway, so I I, I should just listen to CDs, but I listen to radio, and and sometimes I'll try to win tickets or something. Like okay, like A Wall Nation is coming to Grand Rapids. I don't care about A Wall Nation, but I know my kids like them. I'm like, oh, I'll try to win those tickets. I never won anything. I only ever won one thing off the radio deal. It was 1989. Ah. I was I was 16 years old. Huey Lewis and the news tickets. No, no, and uh, they were doing their farewell tour. There's my here's your hint. Oh, Jesus. And they were playing at Alpine Valley, Wisconsin, which is this big, giant outdoor musical place down by the state line. So people from Chicago come up, used to come up back in the day. Oh, yeah, I remember people talking about Alpine Valley. It's where Stevie Ray Vaughan died in a helicopter crash. Oh, is that right? Hmm. Yep. Um, But, and it was, if you hear, you'd be the 10th caller after you hear hear a Who song, and you win tickets to the Who's Farewell Tour, 1989 Farewell Tour. So I heard a Who song, and I called in, and. I won tickets to see the Who. And how was it? Uh, I had only been to one other concert at that point. Big, like actually, it, I'd been to a, a couple, but I'd only been to one other like big rock show. Mm-hmm. I'd only been to one show without my parents, is what I should say. Um, and I was pretty blown away by it. But in the you know, it was that era where Pete Townsend was struggling with his hearing, so he was playing acoustic guitar. Oh shit. So it was actually much better when I saw them later on and he was playing electric. See, isn't it funny? It's the farewell tour and they've toured like every year oh, since then. Oh, dude, they, <laughs> they've lost another band member since then. They just keep touring. 
Yeah. John Anguissa yeah. was still with him back in those days, of course. That's the who for you. Um, all right. So anyway, well, that's the only thing I ever won off the radio. The only big contest I ever won. And uh, I won actually. I won. Some, I supposedly won a, a prize pack from Goldmine uh, from uh, Tang Records, but I never got anything. Hmm. What was that for? One of Doc Disc's contests? One of Doc Disc thing. Yes. Well, you should probably be disallowed for God's sake. You've even been Tang on the podcast. Never, Tang never contacted me. It was a very hard trivia question. Was it? Yeah, it was like name three artists who made it, put out at least two albums on Tang Records or something, and I I, I plumbed the depths of my knowledge and I figured it out. Hmm. And then they never contacted me. That so. sounds typical of Tang, right? I don't know. <laughs> wow, this is you being old Melodrama. I mean, being old. Uh... Well, I mean, it was. I mean, it's fine. What are they gonna, you know? I mean, they were to send me a record, which would have been cool, but. So anyway, Tang, if you're listening, you owe me. I, I don't make it. Don't become interpunk. Don't make. Don't make me make up my last word to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, honestly, though, Tang is another one where I know they don't treat their artists well. Right. I feel like they've been screwing all their artists over, but they have so much stuff that I want. It's like the heart wants what the heart wants. Like what? So, well, like like you know, they just did the anti heroes. Uh, repressed recently, a couple of sloppy seconds things that I know they never got, they have, don't get paid for, but like, you know, just hmm. stuff like that. I have a lot of Tang stuff in my collection, a lot. Yeah, I mean, because so, like Gangrene were on Tang, right? Gangrene, yep, the Freeze. The Freeze, yeah. Yep, lots of stuff. I have SST, I have uh, FUs, I have uh, Jerry's Kids, I mean, just a lot, Neil, a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. So, what was the what was your first concert then? If the Who was your second, what was your first? Oh boy, let's play a song before we do that. <laughs> okay, let's do. Okay, I'm gonna do an adolescent song. I'm gonna play songs from the bands I'm gonna see this weekend. All right, you go for it. Um, this is uh, this song's not about interpunk, but if interpunk were children, it would be. This is called "I Hate Children." Children. There off their 
infamous, oh, I should say famous, I guess, Blue album. Uh, yes. Where, what I don't was really, it? 81, 82, really was it? I think 80 or 81. Yeah, I think 80. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate don't children. really hate children. You kind of do. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I spend so much time. My kids are almost all grown. You know, three of my four kids are adults, and I still spend so much time taking care of their nonsense. Right. But that's right. I love so, them. So, adolescence this weekend. Who is still? Is anybody from the original adolescence? So Tony still in Reflex this band? is still singing. I think that's about it. Um, I, somebody said Brad Logan from Leftover Crack was playing bass. Oh dear. Which I know is not a big selling point for you, but I mean he's Fuck kind him. of a name. Is he? Hmm. I mean, you know, more famous than Bob Smith, who was playing bass for him after Steve Soto died. You know. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, and the thing with them, too, hopefully because this is kind of an old school SoCal thing, they kind of do stick to the Blue Album. Yeah. Because they, when I saw them, I've only ever seen them one other time. And they definitely mixed it up. Like, they played some newer stuff. Oh, dear. Never a good idea. Not necessarily yeah. what you want. Yeah. Well, Dude. and I wonder, like, the Descendants can kind of pull that off, I think, because people listen to their newer albums. But... Adolescents just keep cranking out newer albums, and I don't know anybody's really paying attention. Dude, I have to say, this music upstairs, it really does sound like it's been a 35-minute bass solo. See, I kind of don't, I kind of don't <laughs> hear it anymore. It's just got a one droning note. One, it, of the, one of the records I got from Dr. Disc uh, when we saw him recently in Logansport was the second Adolescence album, which I had never listened to for some reason. It came out much later. It was like 88. So you always kind of worry about those records, right? Like the second, like, Agent Orange record, where the first one's so good and the second one's like, yeah. Eh. But I gotta tell you that second adolescence record, Brats in Battalion, came out like eight years later. It's really good. I was actually shocked. Hmm. Like, I really enjoy it. So, it's got the three songs that were the EP that came out right after the first album. I can't remember what the name of the EP is, but so three of the songs you already know, and it's just, it's really good. I mean, it's got a, you know, cover House of the Rising Sun on it or whatever, but it's still pretty good. Good little damn about 12 albums I'm looking at right here. Oh, dude, yeah, they just keep making them, and they're just, they're, you know, they're, they're all fine. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it pays for an older punk band to keep cranking out albums at this point. I mean, they did one a few years ago called Russian Spider Dump, which I don't know if anybody has. I think that, I but... might have that one on CD. I might have got it give, gifted to me. On Cleopatra. Yes, because I, I, I used to do quite a bit of stuff with Cleopatra. I used to get some stuff from them, so anyway. Hmm. Anyway, the very first concert I went to? Yes. See, I see I, I've told the story before, but I'm just going to give I'm just going to be giving ammunition to that writer. No, I, that's fine. That's fine. This. Everyone starts somewhere. Okay, so my first my first like rock concert I ever went to was actually the Beach Boys with my mom. All right. Well, when I was maybe like 14. I love the pop pop punk guys would love that, so, you know. Well, but the the first show I went to like with friends, and I couldn't drive yet or anything. I was still pretty young. It was called the World Series of Rock. Oh, yeah, you've said this. It had like eight bands, right? They had five bands, and every one of them, well, no, it was, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. It's the World Series of Rock, and it was, we sat up on the grassy hill. I paid for it with my paper route money. Um, it was Poison, <laughs> White Lion, Tesla, Winger, and the Bullet Boys. Hmm. The year before, I wanted so bad to go to the Monsters of Rock, which was Van Halen, Kingdom Come, Metallica, Scorpion. Whoa, that would have been a good one, right? Dokken, yeah. 
but I was too young. I couldn't go. So anyway, that was my first like big rock concert and it was pretty, you know, obviously pretty sketchy, but it was also the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. So how did you get the mom, did your mom drop you off there or what? How did you get there? Um, so my buddy, I don't, this is so weird. Think it back. It's like a, like my, uh, uh, stand by me origin story or something. Um, I had this friend who was kind of on the wrong side of the tracks and he was really good friends with this old Vietnam vet. Oh, this sounds dodgy as fuck. So he drove us, <laughs> I can't remember if it was just the two of us or I think there was three of us that went with Ted, who's got to be dead now. Alcoholic Vietnam vet. Um, did, yeah. he, did he make his your pants off? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> but he was the only one of us who, when he saw somebody smoking crack, knew what it was. Oh, oh that's a good sign. So yeah, it was uh, it was great, man. It was it was it was it was amazing. I mean, who was your favorite band that night? I okay, so I really liked the Bullet Boys. They only really put out one big album. They had a couple after that. Poison was really good. They were all, dude. They were all they were all awesome. They were all the bands were great. Mm-hmm. All, all right. bands were amazing. Well, there you go. But I mean, I was I didn't know anything either. I bought like probably three T shirts, and I just <laughs> I just dude, it was it was. So what was this like eighty six or something? Yeah, eighty eight maybe. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty early on. I was still living in Wisconsin. I moved here in eighty nine. The first big show I'm trying to think, I still went to a couple of like cock rock kind of shows once I got here. But I think I went and saw DRI in eighty nine. Was that your first punk show? Uh, yeah, maybe like big. Mm-hmm. Like I think I like I saw some kind of amateurish ones before that. But yeah, it's funny. I wanted to go to some of those shows in Wisconsin, but I couldn't drive or anything yet. And I just, like, my parents were not going to drop me off of that, you know? My parents were not going to take me to see DRI. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know if you count Violent Femmes. I saw them at, like, a thing when I was pretty young because they were sure. Milwaukee band. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to put all the pieces together. But anyway, yeah. That was not our agenda for tonight, Neil. What about you? You, you I know you talked famously about your first show being uh, the Jam, right? No, first show was Buzzcocks. Buzzcocks and Subway Sect. Buzzcocks, Subway Sect, seventy October seventy eight. Yeah, October seventy eight. Yeah, and and okay. Did you go anything before that? Like, did you go see anybody with your brother? No, 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 no. My brother was. So your first show was a punk show. My first show was a punk show. Yeah, yeah. You never went and saw like. Blue Oyster Cult with your brother. I did not. I did not. My brother wouldn't. He wouldn't. No. We're six years between us. So, you know, uh, I was, I was, uh, what would I have been at that time? 14? No, 13. And uh, you didn't go see, I? like, Paul Anka with your mom or something? No. <laughs> no. My mom was into Tony Bennett and the Bee Gees. Um, no, that was my, that was my, that was my legit first show. That was my first wow. live show. And, but, no, no, the funny thing was, it was, it was a Saturday in October 78. And I'd been to a wedding that day. My my um, one of my slutty cousins in Liverpool was getting married, <laughs> and uh, we went to this wedding. And that's I didn't how she ha- refers to herself. Hi, I'm Neil's slutty cousin. <laughs> I didn't have a, I didn't have a suit or anything, so I had to go in my school uniform, which was just fucking, uh, which is fucking great. I'm, just, I'm picturing like a, a Angus yellow, like short, yeah, basically, boy, short, basically. <laughs> and and so they're driving me back, and I've got this Buzzcock show to go to at night, Liverpool Empire, and uh, 
they're like hey, and they pull up outside the empire and it's like you know it's a 78 full on you know punk rock in its first uh, first sure. incarnation right and uh and you're just like gary glitter's wet dream <laughs> well i changed in the car and it was uh it wasn't a, it wasn't a particularly punk rock outfit i changed into whatever but anyway <laughs> i met my i met my two buddies and uh we ventured in i think we were all shit scared um went right up to our we had seats up in the upper balcony you know we didn't so nervous i didn't look around i didn't look for i don't even know if they had merch to be honest they didn't really had much merch merch back then um i didn't even look around we went right up to our seats and sat in our seats and just was fucking transfixed and um my buddy's dad picked us up afterwards and dropped us home and i knew right then after he dropped me home that my life had changed it was, was it's it, so huh? weird it's so weird i can remember thinking that wow that was life-changing and um, sure enough, it was. And it, it is funny, right? Because I, you know, now so you said you never went to like a big arena show. Nope. But I had. I had seen those. I had seen that big show, especially. And I had seen a couple. I saw the Who, and I saw you know some of. The, but but I remember going to see a punk show in a garage, and the intimacy of it. Mm-hmm. Like wow, I can walk right up front. The singer tried to push me over. <laughs> you, you know, go. yeah, and the same thing with DRI too. I remember going to see DRI. I don't know if I think that might have been the first like bigger punk show I went to, and that was they were popular back in those days. You know, there were probably a couple thousand people there, or at least a thousand, and like it was just so the chaos of it. Yeah, it was like it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And yeah. the only you know, it's pretty rare that that happens now. The only time that happens now is when I have to go to a really dodgy neighborhood for a show, <laughs> not the inside part so much. Like when I had my daughter in Hamtramck the other day, I was kind of like. Well, I, you know, not only do I have to watch over myself, but I got to watch over my daughter. You know, kind of. Oh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it really uh, it's that sense of danger, right? And that's I think was gone by the '90s when you know the youth pastors started putting on punk shows and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my second. I think my second show was the Jam. I saw the Jam and the Records and Liverpool University, and my mm. third show was the Police and the Cramps. So nice. that was that was it. Yeah, so it was. That was um, early '79. Neil might spray kids when they walk on his lawn, but he was there to see all the cool <laughs> bands. Back in the day. Well, not all of them, but uh, you know, I was, I, I did see, I did see some really good, really good shit. Yeah, it's hmm. true. So is that is that is that uh, was that crusty enough for you? That guy that wrote in, how did he put it? Yeah. We got to get back to got to be in the trenches. Neil. The, trenches, the trenches, yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Well, trenchy. it's funny because I think, I mean. We're getting to the age, you know, I'm going to generalize and say we're getting to the age where there's not that many of us in the trenches at our age, honestly. So, you know what? That's true. Anonymous yeah. anonymous Raider? Yep. Because if you're like 35, I mean, he's probably now, he's probably like 52 or something, but anyway. So, I'm going anyway, uh, to play a song. Play a song. I want to play a song from back then. This is, um, you might not have even heard of these guys before. This is uh, a band called Albertos Elos Trios Paranoias. Wow. And the song I think I would have remembered that. <laughs> and the song is called Kill. Now supposedly these were kind of a punk uh r- ripoff or joke band, but mm. um it's a great fucking song. So it is funny how there were a couple of those, like Jilted John and stuff like that, who were yeah. supposed to be like kind of joke. Better than some but, of the better than some of the yeah. punk songs. Yeah, they've become like Supplant Paul Moi, Plastic Bertrand, but they've become legendary, right? They've and they're still better than ninety nine percent of the songs out these days. So yeah. Uh, this is uh, from 77, Alberto's E Los Trios Paranoias with Kill. Is he really going out with him? <laughs> oh, no! 
All right. Alberto C. Los Trios Paranoias there. Uh, I think the EP, it was almost called Snuff Rock. And uh, that song wow. was called Kill. Classic. <coughs> Moment. Somebody's right. My personal view on punk rock is that it's nauseating, disgusting, degrading, ghastly, sleazy, prurient, wireistic, and generally nauseating. I think that just about covers it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think most of these groups would be vastly improved by sudden death. The worst of the punk rock groups, I suppose, currently are the Sex Pistols. They are unbelievably nauseating. They are the antithesis of humankind. I would like to see somebody dig a very, very large, exceedingly deep hole and drop the whole bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world would be vastly improved by their total and utter non-existence. Good! Have mercy! So, Neil, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this at all, but... Excellent. Um, we're going in dry here on this one. Um, you, you grew up, of course, or you didn't grow up, but you spent a lot of time in central Illinois, southern Illinois, down in Champaign-Urbana. Is that central or southern Illinois? Central. Is it really? Yep. It's a long-ass state. It is a long-ass state. Anyway, uh, I know that you rub shoulders a little bit with the dude. I don't know his name. Because who founded Pansy Division? John John Ginoli, yes. John Ginoli. So Friday night in Milwaukee at at a bar that I love. It's just in Cuddy, the X-Ray Arcade, which I know I've talked about on here before. Mm -hmm. Um, Pansy Division is playing. Yeah, they're playing and here at Beat Kitchen. Yeah, I think see, I'm actually really tempted to go see them. You know, they opened for Green Day on a big tour. They were like a standard bearer of Lookout Records back in the day, and musically they're fine. But the songs are just. It, it, have you ever listened to them? It's all gay themed, right? Dude, it's aggressively gay. Like <laughs> if you if you put out a record, if if you were a man and you put out a record about feeling titties and eating ass and you know, humping every hot broad that came around, you'd be like absolutely just cast into the rubble of society, right? Right. But it's so aggressive with the butt fucking and the cock sucking and the I mean it's just relentless, man. I'm cursing again. Darn it. I tried I was trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm failing, you know, failing. Yeah, you might have actually I would actually thought about going this for about five seconds, but you've definitely just turned me off. Well of it's that. it's yes. just funny. It's just so much. Yep. Like it's it's like a joke that's just so I don't know. I, I so part of me I'm really struggling with whether or not to go see this see this or not. So do you did you rub elbows with the guy? I mean, did you know him? I I knew him to say hello to. He was in a band called The Outnumbered back then in okay, Champagne. And, and I've heard good things about this band. Everybody talks highly yeah. about this band. Right? Not really. They were just hardly uh, any of their songs about getting rim jobs. Sorry about. <laughs> no, no, there was none of that. There was none of that in Downstate Illinois. Um, <laughs> No, they oh, were, I'm sure. They were there just, was. It was just behind closed doors. Well, we had, there was one gay club in town called Chester Street. I've told that story. That's the one that I went to in shirtless leather jacket shirt. and the, and green shorts, yeah, with my girlfriend. It's like, not why are so friendly here? I keep getting free drinks. Yeah, I did get a lot of free drinks that night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the outnumbered, they were just like a, you know, REM type kind of oh, poppy, okay. kind of psychedelic kind of pop band oh, interesting. you know so they yeah. weren't really okay they weren't like they a, weren't a punk band at all band no not at all not at all that's a pansy division in many ways is much more hardcore yeah that. in every way it sounds like yeah um yeah so I, I i thought so about going with, yeah what what's that i said i thought about going to that because uh our friend's band is playing um Was that I, Lally still, I still haven't seen him no um the one who writes for punk news still oh, jason Bago. yeah they're playing so that's the reason I thought of going, but man, they don't have hardly any songs about gay stuff. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> they might get attacked. Uh. <laughs> well, it's 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 funny because, like I said, Pansy Division they're they're like a legacy lookout band. They're like, I mean, I I sort of have an interest in seeing them. I'm I'm I think it might come down to whether or not Mark can get us in for free because it's like you know like eighteen bucks or something. Because there's other good like free punk shows going on the same night. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe we'll go to that and then go to some of those later because that's all ages earlier. Oh, they've got Crump, yeah, they do have some <laughs> lovely songs here. Looking at some of their singles, uh, yes. "Queer to the Core," "James Bondage," "Jack You Off." <laughs> how about how about he beat my ass at tennis, so I fucked his ass in bed. <laughs> Jesus wept. But their album covers were actually very funny. They were like parodies, usually. Like there was one that was like an ACDC parody. It was for those about to suck cock. We salute you. Okay. And there was nine inch males, stuff like that. You know, like they, they were clever, right? I'm not seeing any of those listed on Discogs. <laughs> well, maybe I made those up. I think you did. I think they were in your mind. I think those were. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you're right. I mean, uh, apart it's very, from... It's, like I said, it's very aggressive. I mean, but, if, if a man did an album like this with women, it would be very proud upon. It would be the mentors, wouldn't it? Or something it would be like, like, that. Uh, like R. Kelly or whatever. It was the guy who like went to jail for taping 15-year-olds or something. Yes, indeed. Yes. Not that, not that, not that our, your friend John was, you know doing anything with underage dudes or anything but i don't know so anyway i'm, I'm debating that I'll, I'll let you know you, you're gonna have to hold that hold that thought and i'll let you know whether or not i do that yeah you'll have to let me know how, how that thing goes for you it'd be the closest <laughs> this 50 year old heterosexual would come to celebrating pride month i think yeah but you know the way you look that might be right up some dude's alley i guess right i'm a bear yeah right Arr. yeah oh jesus Arr. never do never do that ever again <laughs> fuck's sake very disturbing yes yes so anyway anyway wow that completely threw us for a loop that was (laughs) all right i'll tell you what we're gonna hetero this thing up i'm gonna uh play a song a very hetero song actually it's funny the one i picked or the one that we got coming up because it's a descendant song classic descendant song that they changed the lyrics on when they sing now because it had a little little bit of offensiveness in it so it's not offensive at all jesus christ it's that's this is from fucking lame this is from the first descendants album milo goes to college this is called i'm not a loser
obviously you all know that that was the descendants with I'm not a loser and you all know the uh, you all know the thing he says in that song it's not offensive at all for fuck's sake I mean you, people you, just need you, to you grow can't some, call a jock that you can't call anybody that right people just need to grow some balls Jesus Christ and was, are we offensive to jocks now are we in, I'm not allowed to say that I'm exactly. not to offend next? anybody don't these want to days. offend politicians yeah right Anyway, you know, so, okay, so here's here's what we could do, and it's up to you. If you want, we could do the podcast origin story, and then you could play a song. Sure. Or we could do something, you know. Uh, do you have something if, else lined up that you want to no, talk I about? No, I really don't. I think, most of my, I, think I, I have the thing I want to do at the end, but I, but that's going to bring the tempo down a little bit. So yeah, we'll I get that. it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um... Okay, punk so, podcast origins. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So uh, the reason, and the reason we've been talking about this is uh, Carl wrote in one of our long time. I mean, he listeners. just came in. It literally got sent to us I yeah. think, while we were recording. Yeah, but that's um, how good we are. And this won't run for three weeks anyway. So here's what the fans of the podcast really want to know about. And I speak for every single last one of us. So prick up your freaking ears. <laughs> I don't we, think Carl speaks for every one of every anything, but. <laughs> 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 we want to know the evolution of the Punk Till I Die podcast, not the boring condensed version. Um, we want the full story of the bromance, like how Neil invited Tom down to Chicago and he <laughs> shared an ice cream cone, blah, blah, blah. Something like that, except we shared beers at fucking Celtic. At, all, of a uh, sudden, all of a sudden, we're a Pansy Division song. Neil. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, how they then went to a bar and sketched out ideas for a podcast on the back of a napkin. Um, well. You wish we were that organized. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. But uh, yeah, because, okay. So Tom, you you tell you tell where you came from and how you started podcasting to begin with. So, like a lot of people, you know, I played bands when I was younger and had no success particularly, but I enjoyed it. And uh, when I was getting older, quit playing, playing in bands in like my late thirties. But I still wanted to stay kind of involved with the the scene. And at some point, Punk News put out like an open call for writers. Punk News being a long time. Punk News being punk a long website. time online purveyor of some punk news and some non punk news. But, yep. Um, but I jumped to the opportunity and I started uh, reviewing for them. And honestly, you know, what they want is people who can produce. And my generation is good at producing. Like, we push through things, you know. A lot of these young kids, they want to commit to it. And then they just, you know, oh, I couldn't write for six months because I was sad because my cat died, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm just cranking out reviews and. I really found my niche writing about live shows, and I, eventually I started jumping on. They've been doing a weekly podcast now for six hundred something episodes. Hmm. So eventually, and we won't comment on that. But yeah, eventually I start jumping on, and like once a month I would go on that, and that was a lot of fun actually. Um, that was the and, cla- that was the cl- when they were in the the classic lineup, right? Well, and it you. was. It was it was it was really Adam, John, and Ricky, and then I would substitute for Ricky like once a month. Right. Um, and Neil would write in, and I think you liked me more than Ricky or something. So you would write in, and you're you kind of are like our hate mail that we got today, where you would kind of write in and say this is good, this is bad. You complain about things, and you'd correct us if we screwed up some factual information. Well, know, it wasn't normally as correcting. A certain somebody loves to do and still does, probably. Um, um, it was it was a lot of yeah it was uh, so you guys are talking about good about the '90s stuff and the 2000s stuff obviously well those you guys, guys were ten not- years you got to remember those guys Ricky is like twenty years younger than me and yeah I'd say Ricky's about thirty and and John and Adam are about forty right 
I mean, now, granted, this is five years ago, six years, seven years ago when I started doing that. So, you know, and it would be fine. You guys would be talking about stuff in the 90s or the 2000s or whatever. Fine. Let that slide. But when John would talk about the 70s stuff, like he knew what he was talking about and he'd make uh, major mistakes, that would, nah, that, I mean, you'd have to, that's you'd have to. what would cause me to write in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the show. I used to listen to it every week and I did enjoy uh, I it. I listened to it before I was on it also regularly, consistently. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting, you know, John and Adam and Ricky, but you, you mainly – because you had a – then each one of you had a different thing, right? Adam had his Canadian thing. You yep. had an older hardcore thing. Well, I, had, John, I definitely had the devil may care. Yep. These guys were the classic young sort of liberal Turks that really, you know, politically I didn't really have any time for their nonsense. Right. And and so, it's, you know, and I, I found myself agreeing with the points you were making, you know, 99% of the time. You know, I wasn't always disagreeing with John. John, sure. would, John would say some good stuff. But sure. – um, but I would find myself agreeing with you. And actually, and the way it worked was, um, I actually, so I would write into the show, emails and stuff. And then yep, I, I, yep. I, I wrote an email once and said, you know, I'm actually thinking of doing, you know, my own spinoff or something. Would you guys be okay with that? And John said, yeah. and I think I even mentioned with you. I, See, I, I think you're getting ahead of yourself a little bit. Because, okay, okay, go well, ahead. what happened was Ricky left, right? Yep. And then I became the regular. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing three to four times a month, John and Adam and I. So then we kind of upped the intensity a little bit. And I was able to, you know, when I became a regular, I always had like a little bit of a cult following because as about once a month kind of jumping in for Ricky. But I was kind of getting tired of the formulaic nature of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like like John decided it had to be a, a certain way, you know, follow the modern news format. And there were literally weeks where Adam and I were just like, this, there's just nothing we want to talk about in the news because it's just such garbage, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling a little limited by it. I could work within the context of it. It was fine. But at some point, I think before I, – and I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on the time frame. But I think before you – we talked about doing something on our own – I had talked about how I occasionally go to Chicago for a show, and you said, "Hey, you can stay at my place if you come down for a show or something like that." Yeah, I oh, said, so, you know, the next time you, you go into a show, get in touch, yeah. and we can I'll buy you a beer or something like that, right? Sure. So, um, and then it turned out you were coming down for what were you coming down for? What movie? What I was coming down for okay. So I I had never seen the Dayglo Abortions. I'm a Dayglo Abortions. That's what fan. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was actually negative approach headlining with Daigle Abortions and, I don't know, another band or two at Reggie's. Yep. And so it, we we drove up and parked down there. We always stay in Chinatown. And we rode the train up and met you. Yeah, because I was going. The, the Dead Boys were playing yep, yep. that night. At, they were playing uh, where? Beat Kitchen. They Beat played Kitchen. Beat Kitchen. And that was when it wasn't it, – it, was, uh, it was Cheetah and it was Johnny Blitz on drums. So it was it was forty percent authentic. Yeah, it was a bit more authentic, right? Um, and and uh, oh shit, Ricky Rat was playing bass with him. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and Jason uh, and our buddy Jason was and Jason Cutwitz, yeah, was playing guitar. Yeah. So you know, it was a damn good fucking lineup. It yeah. was a damn good lineup. So yeah. anyway, I was going to that. You were going to be in town for the other show. So I'm like, well, why don't you know if we can, let's try and meet up before these shows. You know, take yep. the opportunity. So we really didn't have the idea of doing a show together yet, right? We were just 
because you never know how it's going to be. You might have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of wanted to see how the how we how we got on when we met. Yeah, and, I mean, he might have been a complete exchange, asshole in real life. Right? A couple of emails, maybe <laughs> like Facebook messages or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, well, and it's it's funny because we met at the Duke of Perth, yep. which is our. I mean, it's still like yeah. If you do the when one of us dies tragically and you do the punk till I die trail. The Duke of Perth will definitely be on there. Exactly, exactly. That'll be try the starting point. Try and find the sticker to, in the bathroom. Yeah, the tour guide will meet you out front of Duke of Perth. Yes, the bartender was it was a punctual I die T-shirt. The with, walking uh, tour. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, so we met there and we ate fish and chips and threw down a bunch of beers and you know yep. Tom is a super friendly guy and Scott was there and Scott's a great guy yep. so I got on great with both of them and I was just coming out of. Um, Literally, my girlfriend had broken up with me. My girlfriend has seven years. I broken up with me before, literally right? two days before. So yeah. I was in a, I was fucked up. Um, but it was great to see these guys. It raised my spirits. And then I saw the Dead Boys, and they were fucking great. And um, so then we kind of we. So okay, so who were you? Were you originally going to take your girlfriend to that show, or were you? I don't remember. To I mean, be our, I mean, Lydia would have still been a teen at that point. She probably wouldn't even. Yeah, able she to get wouldn't in. have been able to get in, right? So I probably had two tickets. Yeah, I was probably planning on taking Susie at that point, but anyway, that didn't work out, obviously. Mm. And um, but anyway, so you know, we met up. We, we were there for like a couple of hours, I think. We yeah, supped, yeah, we, we, we supped we, a lot we, of beer. Yeah. And um, but I still don't think we had a. I think I probably mentioned, oh, maybe we should do a show together. You know, we probably pissed. We probably pissed and moaned about about the punk news show and about how they don't play any punk anymore and, you know, how it's John's playing hip-hop or whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, and Adam's talking about Canadian, you so know, pop bands or something. Yeah, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't really remember. I don't either. We, I don't really remember this, where the conversation went, but, you know, it was, it was a good conversation. It was one of those, it was easy conversation. Yeah. And that's what we needed, right? I mean, it needed, it needed to be easy conversation. 100%, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I, then we kept in touch, I guess. And, yeah, uh, I don't know, just like Facebook Messenger or whatever. I don't know. What, did we go to a uh, – did we meet face-to-face? We must have met face-to-face again before we started doing the podcast, right? Or am I wrong about that? I, I, yeah, I'm the – Because I remember we went to Reggie's to see the Lillington's thing. Were we podcasting? Yeah, yet? we did. We did. Yeah, you're right about that. We Were did. we podcasting yet when we did that or no? I don't think so. Oh, here's the, the Lillington's. old guy, mem- the old yeah. guy memory kicking in now. It's just the – there you go, Carl. You're going to get the full story without any accuracy at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you asked for it, mate. You asked for it. <laughs> um, and I can look and see because anyway, I mean, I never, I didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't know how they did it. I didn't know anything. I knew that Tom wasn't particularly savvy, technically savvy. No. So I knew, I knew I'd have to figure it out. So I started. Yeah, I, IT I, guy. I asked you a couple of questions about you know how you recorded and stuff. And I think I might have asked Adam. You know, when because yeah, Adam, Adam, Adam always, yeah, too. Adam was great. Adam always yeah. helped out, and he gave me the advice he could. And so I just started messing around in GarageBand, and then we did a demo episode, didn't we? Oh yeah, yes, the lost demo episode the- where we trashed individual people, <laughs> and it never, it never came out. It never came out, but we just wanted to see how it went. And dude, that boy, demo- there's our pa- there's our Patreon. Who did Tom and Neil trash the first episode yeah. of? Uh- but that demo episode, we knew. I dude, we we clicked immediately. Yeah, yeah. We like, just we we there was when we first started. There was definitely a fear of 
are we going to have enough to talk about? Well, even today, Neil, I was trying to, I'm like, ah, let's record, let's record. I want to do this thing at the end. I'm going to get to here in a minute. And we were kind of like, oh, do we have anything to talk about? Do we have anything to talk about? We, we, it's never a problem, right? No, it's never a problem. I mean, we, ne- we talked about me winning tickets to see The Who. That certainly was not on our <laughs> chart. And we never wanted it to be a canned uh, news no. show where we just started going through, oh, Josh Dahom well, is now playing with blah, 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 blah. Well, and if we, if we feel like throwing a song in or whatever, you know, it's just, that's, and we always tell guests that too. And luckily, most guests, I think now, have even if they didn't hear us before, they'll listen to a couple episodes. Yep. So they kind of know how it. They kind of know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yep. obviously, you know, some people are easier to. There's one coming up with a guy that we neither Neil or I had ever met, and it's like we know each other our whole lives. Kind of like uh, I, I, I put like Mark Rainey in that category. Yep. We had never met Mark before we had him on, and now and like we could just talk to him for two hours about nothing. You know? Yeah, I'd have I'd have him on anytime. That was yeah, how easy it was. Know. Just like and a lot of our guests. Yeah, yeah. But that first, so okay, so that first demo, what's called trial episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I was just amazed how easy it was going, and we started talking about like finding porno mags and hedges and. <laughs> Airbrushed, yeah. airbrushed Playboy pictures, and I don't know. And we only played one song a piece in, in those early episodes. Yeah. And um, but it went really well. I didn't have a professional microphone or anything. I, I don't even know how I recorded I it. I had but, my snowball. Yeah, right, probably the snowball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it went well. Really and originally, well. we kind of were a spinoff because our original episodes were. I mean, it's only been like a year since we broke off from Punk News entirely, right? Uh, yeah, about a year and a half, probably. So, yeah. So, originally, we were still broadcasting under the Punk News umbrella. We were like a spinoff from Punk News, right? Um, so, as much as I don't have anything to do with them anymore, and I do kind of have a little uh, – I do have some issues with them, the fact of the matter is we appreciate everybody who came with us, who knew me from the other podcast, who came with us. And, and early on, they would help us promote the episodes. You know, if it was a guest, I'd get a – you know, a news we'd get a news post on the site, which was nice. So it was it was definitely helpful at well, first. Well, you were doing both up both shows for a while. I was. You were still doing I, punk and news. I really never intended to entirely cut myself off on the other one, even though I didn't have time to do because you and I, I mean, we were doing. I mean, we were probably averaging two episodes a week, damn near for a while. Yeah, we were. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean, but uh, you know, John, and I had that issue, and I don't really need to rehash that. But I was intending to at least occasionally still come back, but now there's zero chance. Well, I, th- I think you, you just... got a better chance of seeing an Operation Ivy reunion than you do with a classic <laughs> punk news uh, podcast reunion. I think you just got, um, yeah, you got tired of the format and the formulaic stuff and yeah. some of the well, non-punk it just, stuff. It, just, it wasn't, dude. When I I remember. I, you know, I used to drive to Lansing every day for work, so I had an over an hour. I mean, I'd, I'd spend four or five hours a day in the truck. Um, so I listened. I couldn't wait for the new episodes. And I remember the first time when I w- had been writing in and I got a shout-out on the air. I was so excited. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that so bad. I never could have imagined that I would go from the excitement of being on the Punk News Podcast, which was amazing at first, to sort of like I just I'm burned out, you know? Yeah. I just can't imagine. I couldn't imagine when I first started why anybody would not want to do that every second of every chance they get. But it's just, you know, it's it's like us too. We couldn't keep up the pace that we had in the early days. But you know, some people said we wouldn't last a year. So you know what? Yeah, some people. Yeah, I remember some people said, "Stop doing episodes so fast. You're gonna burn out. You won't ever. You know, you'll be done within six months." Yeah. Well, and the fact of the matter is, you know, it's hard. It, It reminds me doing the podcast. Kind of reminds me like playing the softball league or something. When I played on Monday nights, and I haven't played for years, but I come home from work and I had to grab my dinner, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go play softball." 
and it was such a drag. And I literally would have to drag my ass to the softball game. But once I got there, I'd always have such a good time. Right. And it's the same with the podcast. Like tonight, we're kind of like scuffling and struggling to get it together. But the fact of the matter is, it's very therapeutic. It know? is. Yeah, we've yeah, had a, for sure. We've had a great time. You know, I, I'm friendly with everybody at work. I have a lot of social interactions. But they're not like punk rock people. You know what I mean? Right. You so, can't. like, you, our online connection and our group, our Facebook group and all that is kind of our, you know, my connection where I can geek out over, you know, the fact that the second adolescence record is underrated or whatever. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. That's very true. So, but it is funny if you, you know, so iTunes and uh, um, Spotify and all that, they'll go up to 300 episodes. We're up to 200 and I don't know, we're pushing 240 now. Pushing 240, yep. So in a little over a year or so, the earliest ones won't be available on those sites anymore. Now maybe we'll have our own site and archive them or something. I don't know. We'll see. We got we got over a year to worry about it. I fear. Yeah, we we'll charge you fuckers to listen to those early ones. Yeah, or something. But but it is it has come a long way. We did a thing in the early days, which I always think one of these days when we don't have guests. Of course, we're never going to not have guests now. We've got to the point where you know the guests come to us to a certain extent, right? Even if we yeah. trying to book anything, but um, where we would pick a favorite that the other guy hadn't heard and make the other guy listen to something. Mm-hmm. That's right. Remember that? One yep. early days? That was yeah. fun. But, you know, you know, the thing is, the other thing is with us, when we started podcasting, we enjoyed it right away. We had a great time. I think we went, we had Ricky on episode number 10. We had BA on number 13. It was mostly just the two of us. Honestly. Rick's, Rick Sims, 17, yeah. Yep. And, and then we kind of, now we're about 50-50 or maybe even like 60% gas. Um, but yeah, the early days were just us telling stories and it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But the thing that also shaped us was COVID hit, you know, what, six months after we started? Uh, yeah. Cause we started like 2019. We started late 19. Yeah. yeah. So like October, sudden, I think, I think October, 2019, someone like that. So all of a sudden all our shows went away. Yep. Not only that, but we also had access to a pretty good amount of guests because they were looking for any way to promote their stuff because they couldn't go on tour so that really and and we had time like we were doing two a week because why not right what else are we doing so now our lives are much busier honestly it's much more difficult now to even do one a week some weeks honestly so depends on the week all right i'm gonna plug in because my the oldest the oldest um shows that we have i have archived on an external drive so I've, okay. just, I've just plugged it in, and I'll see if that um, demo episode or trial episode, I'll see if that's see if that's on there. Hmm. I still don't want the people I badmouth to hear it, so... <laughs> I don't even remember... I, dude, I, I don't even remember who that was, to be honest. I think it I might... I just remember one specifically that I definitely don't want out. It might be worse than you it was remembering just, it. It was just mean-spirited. There was no... You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Afraid to offend till we die, Neil. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially then when we were under the Punk News umbrella. We'd have been pulled immediately. We wouldn't have made it one episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe nobody was listening because we did get away with with some stuff. But anyway, the first real episode, we tried to recreate some of the magic of that demo episode. And it was still good, but it wasn't as good as that as it was the first time like it never is right when you try yeah. and re- rehash something we've had that once or twice where the recording doesn't work out and like oh crap we gotta go back and try to do that but yeah. you know you can only do spontaneous jokes one time that's true yep 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 
No, you can't clean them up a bit. Bass maybe. Again, dude. I can hear that freaking bass. Oh, again. dude, it's been going the whole time. It is, mm. it is, I feel sorry for the listeners if they can actually fucking hear this because uh, they've got to they've got to deal with this. Anyway, I know some of you listen to all two hundred. A lot of you actually have listened to all two hundred and thirty some episodes, and I know some have been hard to listen to audio wise and. We appreciate you, man. We really do. Yeah, and some believe me, some of them have been difficult to record, some of the interviews and stuff, and you yeah. guys will know which ones we're talking about. Yeah. Some of them have been difficult for us to get through. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I can't imagine for you guys. Sometimes you just hold on. You know, there's the Todd Evans of the world where you're literally just hanging on for dear life, like yep. you're on the back of a horse. There's other ones where you have to drag the horse the entire way, and you just kind of get tired of it. Yeah, what's... Who, oh, damn, who's a, who's a singer from that band when I first met? I keep forgetting their name. What, why am I forgetting that Canadian band's name? Honeymoon Suite? No, where I first met you. Diggle Abortions. Diggle Abortions, yeah, the singer. The Cretan. The Cretan, yeah. Fucking hell, that was an episode. Amazing. Talking about hanging Amazing. on. <laughs> that was Amazing. a hell of an episode. He was just taught... He was like, he'd been shut in during COVID for like a year yeah, yeah. and hadn't talked to anybody. solo album with Glockenspiel or something. <laughs> And he just he just talked and talked and talked and yeah man, I think we was... could have went well a matter of fact I I I you know what he, he's he's definitely on the list of people who's definitely welcome to come back on when they get that new album done or okay. whatever yeah yeah all right so I'll tell you what dude do you still have two songs left I do all right you better play one of them all right I'm gonna play you know the band Cronjen yes okay I'm gonna play Lies by Cronjen. So this is off their first album, and it was also one of their early singles. This was like 81, I think, like like that. It's short for Chronic Generation. So Cron-Gen with Lies. Jet Boy, Jet Girl, too. They do, and it's sort of that's the takeoff of that French song, right? It is. Uh, the lyrics they're a little more difficult to understand than the original, yeah. um, which is probably just as well. That's uh, a rebellion band, if I ever heard one. Huh? Cron Gen, yeah, Cron Gen and Antipasti, yeah, for sure. So we miss punk rock bowling, obviously. 
what how are we feeling about rebellion is it, is it going to happen this year or is it going to for me not gonna work with your daughter's everything yeah everything revolves around lydia's schedule unfortunately so she's still not and and lydia's schedule revolves around the uh, u.s navy ah so and the fact of the matter is if you wait too long it's going to cost you an arm and a leg right um hmm. So depending on when Chris goes on underway or whatever it's whatever they call it when he goes on his little like he was just in Alaska just recently, um, and Ooh. I don't know. So anyway, Lydia's still crazy seamen. You just never know what they're going to do. <laughs> seamen. Um, going back to that, uh, yeah, the other band. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember anything. I joined tonight. the Navy for the seamen. I honestly, I honestly cannot keep a thought Wait, in I my head. I, I think I could write the song titles for some Pansy Division songs. I, I honestly cannot keep a thought in my head tonight because of the shit music upstairs that all I can hear is this bass line and this like dude somebody's getting it on up there just be happy for them either that or they've kept the music on for the dog or something you know either they're, they're like sawing up a body and putting the blood down the bathtub <laughs> someone they died gotta, exactly <laughs> yeah. they gotta keep the music really they're about ready to collect social security for a dead body so <sighs> anyway so yeah it all depends on when Chris goes on underway and so she's planning on moving there she thinks now mid to late July and Rebellion is early August, so it's mm. going to be really, really difficult. So I have uh, – they're going to this big show this weekend, and then I really don't have much of anything until uh, Savage Mountain, which is in August, like the second weekend of August. So right. I uh, I might – there's one – I might go see the Spitz in Kalamazoo, but we'll see how that goes. I might need that two months to sort of suck up to my wife. Hmm. That makes been, sense. I don't yeah. think I've been doing very well in the sucking up to my wife department lately. At least that's the impression that she's been giving me. <laughs> so. she's, she's too busy with that grandkid. She's fine. Um, yeah, we haven't seen her for a couple of days. But, yeah, she's a sweetie, man. i got to tell you, I, I really, uh, I've really taken to grandfatherhood. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's fun. It's nice. So you've got so, a you've got a new baby and we've got a new cat. So There um, you go. Yeah. yeah, I saw that you got another one of those evil cats. Yeah, and this one was even more expensive than the first oh, one because she has she has multicolored eyes, right? She has the, a blue eye and a tigers, green eye. The Tigers used to have a pitcher, and I I don't know who he plays for now. He was very good. His name was Max Scherzer. And I think he had one blue eye and one brown eye. Hmm. I bet oh, he had I a brown eye. You can't, you can't keep away from those Pansy Division <laughs> songs, can you? <laughs> It'd be worse if you had two brown eyes, wouldn't it? <laughs> rip your new brown eye. That would eye. be John, John Ginoli's uh, wet, wet, wet dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't make your blue eyes brown. There you go. See another song title. N- nice Crystal Gale song right there. I like that exactly. reference. Um, okay, See, so I, I, I'm telling you, I could write. The, I, I don't want to flesh out the lyrics with like the, you know the real gay nuts and bolts stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as song titles go, I feel like I could do pretty good on this. I mean, like when you're a young man in the locker room, you do that anyway, right? Just like change popular song titles to make them gay to make fun of your buddy or whatever maybe you do your fruit nah. um <laughs> so anyway so next weekend anyway i've got motoblot oh so, yeah, yeah and so this what year no i'm gonna go saturday and sunday because so saturday okay. is uh nashville pussy is highlight nice. is uh headlining with the high jivers and then a bunch of like uh, you know americana type rockabilly type stuff end? Um, crank daddies and beat creeps and stuff. Um, I probably will go later this year because it's difficult to stay from like two o'clock in the afternoon through like eleven at night. Is that when it goes to like eleven? It does. Yeah, it's all okay. ten or something. And then on Start Sunday, drinking, just drinking heavily the whole time. On Sunday, it's normally Sunday is a down day and nobody goes on Sunday. But this, but Sunday this time we've got um, Tiger Sex, who I want to see. Yeah, they're good. 
Um, Dude, Del- if, she should, uh, if she does a shoe, you got to get down in there and get, get some down of and get get some get some it's uh, shoe PBR beer. out of a PBR uh, out of a Converse All Star out of a stinky shoe. Get um, freaking gangrene on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's an old girl surf band called the Surfer Jets, which all oh, surf Surfer Jets, Surfer Jets, Surfer Jets. Jets. I, they, they play the tip top. I, I see that name. Yeah. Um, an uh, old girl Black Sabbath band called Sabatha. Uh, As opposed to last year, they had Black Sabbath. Uh, yes. No, but they had kids. Then it was a, no, it was a kiss. Wasn't it a kiss tribute band last no, year? No, there was both. It's probably the same ladies. Just yeah, it probably outfits. was. Just changed outfits. Um, yes, and then Slaughter. Slaughter. That's what it was. Slaughter. That's, that's yeah, a great yeah, game. yeah. Oh, and then headlining Sunday is Super Suckers. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that's when Rick wants to go on Sunday. So I'll probably go with him on Sunday. I think and... they're playing the tip top in like another week or two, like the end of the month. I think they're yeah. playing tip top. So that should be that should be two fun days. Yeah, if the no, weather cool. if the weather cooperates, so uh, I'll have a lot of stuff to talk about about that. I normally see some people I know there, and uh, yeah, that'll be good. Na- Nashville Pussy and Super Suckers are kind of cut from the same cloth. They're both both great live bands. Uh, uh, Nashville Pussy is a little wilder, mm-hmm. a little more reckless. Super Suckers are actually kind of a good controlled sort of punk and roll. Pardon my French. Now was Nashville Pussy the one where the, who's the woman that was the Corey Parks the one that was married to Dwayne Peters? Yeah, she's she's not in the band anymore. Oh, she yeah, isn't. She, Damn it! They have a different female bass player, big tall Amazon woman. Okay. The guitar player is Ryder Says, who's married to the singer whose name is Blaine Carter. I think she's great, great lead guitar player. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward no, to that. They'll be, be fun. No, you, you have a good time. Yeah, it was. I was. I didn't so. go on the Saturday. I went on the Friday last year because uh, Susie Moon played on the Friday. Hmm. So I didn't well, go last year. It's funny because the last couple of times, a couple of years at least, it fell on the same weekend as Dummerfest in Milwaukee that Scott and I used to go to. Um, but that seems like it's gone. And, yeah, we're going a weekend earlier. It's like my – you know, I grew up in Wisconsin and my family was in Michigan, so I'd always go to Michigan every summer. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the opposite. Like I go to Wisconsin for a weekend every – because last year we went to Summerfest and we went up to see Boris Sprinkler in Green Bay and hung out with Mark from the DUIs and uh, his wife, Nicole. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go hang out with Mark again this weekend. Yeah, that'll be cool. It'll be good. It'll be real good. He can hang with us, Neil. He's not like you. He doesn't get a few drinks and want to go home and go to bed. He's up He's up till <laughs> the lights come on. Well, you fucking youngsters, though, man. You guys are all 10 years younger than me. <laughs> youngsters? Well, he's, 20 was, years. he's probably in his early 40s. Yeah, he's a baby. Scott and I, yeah, we might not make it till two. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because yeah. I mean, like Saturday, we're going to a Brewer game, and we're. I mean, we'll probably start like at launch. I would think. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, <laughs> may, you know, may we'll God park, have mercy on your souls. We'll park the car. We won't. You know, we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Uber and whatever else. So I, I'm actually considering going. If I don't do Rebellion, if I don't do England, I might actually consider going to that. Go to Savage Mountain with us. Savage Mountain, yeah, we'll see. That's fun, man. It's yeah. a good time. It does sound like it does sound like a blast. So I think you'd enjoy the whole thing. I mean, you no. go see George Washington's Boyhood Home or whatever it is. It's it's fun. It's good. Originally, it was going to be. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but Doc. Oh, Jason. The Jasons had to drop off because they're going on tour with the Queers, and Doc Rotten took their place. So, well, you know what? I think we'll probably have Jerry back on to talk about that again. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we'll, you know what, I'll set that up soon. Actually, Punk Tide Eye is official sponsors of the festival. So yeah, it's not uh, list, it's not listed anywhere on the site. Well, it maybe he hasn't updated it yet. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense because I guess yeah, I, I, hey, listen, the here. check cleared, man. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the check was paid. Oh, okay, well, not, in that case, this weekend, dude, you should pick up the banner. Uh, I'll try and bring it in my car tomorrow if I remember. 
I'll bring it okay. in my car and I'll give it to you. So you can take it out there if, if I don't come. Okay. I don't know where the he- I don't see. They have a band. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'll see what I can do on that. All right. I'll, cool. I'll get drunk and lose it. All right. So I, I <laughs> get uh, drunk and leave it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, don't. That was my buddy Mark. So Mark. No, I know it's very cool. Is well, I might actually go to Fest this year as well because Mark is back in Gainesville. So. Uh. Yeah, he lost his job in uh, North Carolina. So well, it's he's funny. Back he's been Gainesville. posting some stuff online. And I've been kind of, you know, we're Facebook friends, and it sounds like he might be working for the government or something. So he maybe... works for, yeah, he works for local uh, Gainesville Library District or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, That's he's cool. doing good. He's doing good. That's yeah. cool. As long as yeah. he's not a narc. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right. yeah, I might gonna... go. To, I might go down to fest this year and hang out with him. So we'll see. What are you going to play? I am going to play. So, the toy dolls. How much do you like the toy dolls? Have you ever talked about the toy dolls? Uh, I like what I've heard, but I don't know them a lot. Yeah, they're wacky. They're a comedy band, yep. right? They, yep. I mean, great musicians, but they're a comedy band. And this sure. is from the heyday in 1985. This is this song is My Girlfriend's Dad's a Vicar from a far out <laughs> disc in 1985. So All right. Check it out. Bless you, my son. <laughs> Tell me, I'm not good enough for you. What can I do? I got so sick, I told her, Vic, or her dad, I must be mad. You wanted a steady boyfriend Now don't pretend I took the path up to the cathedral Where he stood there He just said Don't worry on him Let me have another That I would be caught in with you But it's true It went bad because her dad He saw me with her, you see I do. My girlfriend's dad is a vicar boo-hoo And he won't let me be alone with you Oh, he's a vicar and there's nothing I can do He's a vicar, you know Works in a church <laughs> Go down, 
the toy dolls with my girlfriend's dad's a vicar and uh, yeah they're a funny band great great albums the early albums especially are fucking funny as fuck they're, so they're awesome. so for those of us that live in the land of the free what's the equivalent of a vicar uh like a town councilman or something no a pastor like a churchman Church, oh it's a, a religious thing. yeah 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 ah, i got you you don't have vicars over here uh i mean I, not religions that i've been involved with hmm Yes, yeah, very Protestant. Listen, very, man, uh, I was born. I was born a snake handler. I'll die a snake handler. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> you and John Ginoli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you had to take it there, so dude. Well, you you fucking you pitch it up, and I'll so knock it out the park, right? So um, sure. But yeah, that would be uh, probably Church of England. Uh, that would be the that would be the uh, yeah the the head God basher, Bible basher. Yes, that was a vicar. God basher. That wouldn't be a very good religious guy. <laughs> That's true. true He's enough. a pastor, and he also sings for a death metal band. <laughs> yeah, black yeah. metal band. Yes. Well, they try to be very inclusive these days, don't they? So yeah, yeah they maybe really do. so. Yeah, they really do. All right. So it's time after that levity. I think it's time for you to uh, to depress well, it, everybody. It, it's funny, right? Because I'm actually glad to get a laugh because uh, uh, you know, so so a, a guy, you know, friendship, right? It's hard to define. I because I, I feel like this guy fell fell between friend and friendly. I don't want to overstate it because uh, a lot of people are really, I'm sure, very broken up about this. I just feel kind of crappy about it. I yeah. have felt kind of crappy about it for a couple of days. But uh, a friend of mine, Taylor, from the, the guitar player from the Lippies, passed away, uh, I think, last Saturday. And I've been sitting on it, actually. I didn't really know what to do with it. You know, social media and death are such a bad combination. Yep. Because social media essentially is there to stroke our egos and to make it all about ourselves so i kind of i don't know i just i don't like it it makes me makes me uneasy but i did put a little thing on our page and put a put a video on and um so we had cole on once and cole and taylor were best buddies um taylor's a young guy he's 34 um i don't know exactly this the situation um and uh, but it wasn't natural causes you know i know it it wasn't and it wasn't good yeah it's so weird living in 2023 because when you hear a young person dies i swear i'm like i hope they od'd i hope they od'd because i can deal with that easier than i can deal with the fact that they took their own life you know what i mean yeah like i said i don't know exactly what the situation is i'm not even you just kind of pick up on the clues but taylor taylor was an awesome guy and i i'm on my social media feed because i'm friends with so many local musicians it's just all taylor stuff mm-hmm. i mean like everybody who met him loved him he was just a great guy a fun guy always had a big smile and i just you know I, it's a bummer and and once again i know that a lot of people are hurting real bad i don't want to make this about me i was just i just you know i'm friendly with a guy i was kind of bummed out about it yeah, yeah. when i first started writing for punk news in 2014 before a certain editor and toby from red scare became bitter enemies 
uh, we got an offer. We, you know, we had a group, the, the writer group, and hey, does somebody want to interview the Lippies? And they were a new up and coming Grand Rapids band, and I knew they were kind of catching fire. This would have been, yeah, 2014. So um, I said, you know what? I'm local to them. I should do it. And I went over to their old practice space where Cole lived at the time. It was called the Firehouse. It was like a venue. It was a cool, cool house venue, actually. Um, and I grabbed a, they, it was attached to a liquor store, of course. Uh, so I grabbed a six pack of tall boys, uh, PBRs. Cause you know, that's what I do. Take the edge off. Right. And I went up there and I sat in their practice space with them and I talked to them for like over an hour, mostly Cole and Tanya, the singer. I remember Taylor being kind of shy and David, the drummer being kind of shy. <laughs> so yeah, I met him like nine years ago and I just, I always, kept in touch with uh cole and taylor like i'd see him around and we just always had a good time and i saw the band out of town a bunch of times and i saw some of the key what i would say like the key shows of their career and i just happened to be there and i saw when the bloody lips broke up for the first time in uh in lafayette indiana and uh i just you know i just had always kept up with them and so i was just i was just sad to hear the hear that taylor was gone and uh so i just want to play a couple songs as a sort of tribute to him, we've played some lippy stuff before. We have, and I will after, after list after uh, interviewing Cole and you introducing me to the band. Yeah, I really like that album. That's a great fucking album. It is. It is. Yeah. It's funny too because it's so not in our wheelhouse, right? I mean, we're a couple of we're a fifteen to sixty year old guy, and this is like you know angry feminist pop punk or whatever it is. But it's it's, it's you know it's compelling, and that band unfortunately can never quite keep it together. But they they had something, man. They had a magic. And, yeah, and, they were good. Yeah. And Taylor played guitar. It was so funny because he he was not a gear guy. He was not a technical guy. But he clearly had just a natural ability to just to just pick out a great guitar line. I swear, half the time he had like borrowed equipment. Mm-hmm. He uh, <laughs> he usually wore a hat. I don't know if he called a bowler or a fedora or what. Uh, and he played a pink Telecaster with uh, like the holes in it like the i don't know what you call it, sound hole and he was he cut and it definitely the first couple times i met him i was sure he was gay but he was not hmm. I, I definitely definitely uh, but it's just it's just it's just funny you know it's just when like i said it's not like we text or something it's not like we were super close but it's just gonna be weird not running into him around and around oh, shows sure. anymore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if he was at that show you and i were at with city mouse because i know he actually was the touring bassist for city mouse for a while well cole was there yeah, so, yeah. I don't remember, but it's just funny because last time I saw him, we saw each other across the room, but we didn't have a conversation, which is actually pretty rare. Just because, like you know, like I said, we we were friendly, we always had some nice conversations. I I put a little picture in the in the Facebook group. I like I said, I put a Lippy's video, which I am not in that video. It was shot locally of a bunch of kids, a bunch of punks dancing around and stuff. But I put a picture of us all hanging out at Cole's house during COVID. I went and uh went over to Meyer and i bought a bottle of jim bean and i just took it over there and we just sat around and drank a bottle of jim bean outside on the picnic table hmm. back we didn't know what was going on COVID. so anyway there's a picture there's a picture in there on the on the punk.a facebook page and he's the one sitting right next to me and i was basically with the bloody lips band except for without the drummer so i guess i was like their honorary drummer in that oh picture. yeah there you are. so who, who's the girl in that picture i'm looking at it that is now. that is uh crystal she was the singer for the bloody lips Oh, so that's not the singer from the Lippies. Okay. No, no, she was blonde. Okay. No, that was uh, the Bloody Lips were a much more aggressive band. But yeah, I think I mean I, I think at the end of the day, his best known recording is going to be the stuff he did with the Lippies album on Red Scare. So, 
which was, know, which was never released on vinyl, right? No. Well, it th- you know, there was talk of that, I think. That, you know, I, I recorded this big, long interview with him in their practice space over an hour. And it was just a nightmare to transcribe. So I started transcribing it. I was going to pay my daughter to do it or something. Uh, and then the band broke up. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not going through the trouble of doing that. And then they got back together. And I, I think I did a – I think I – I can't remember what I – do an interview with Cole and do a piece. I can't remember if I did a piece on it or not. Um, but it was it was like, oh, here we go. This is real cool. And then they broke up again. It was just, you know, like I said, they just couldn't keep it together. I think it was mostly Tanya. Hmm. Matter of fact, when we had Cole on, if you remember, one of the first things I asked him was, how could you do it? After, after she split up the band last time, how could you do it again when she called you back? Right. You know, because I thought it was kind of, crabby the way she ended things so anyway that's neither here nor there i really you know it's kind of a cliche right but i really do think the world is a little less good of a place without without tailoring it so let's play a couple songs neil the first one is called walking on fences and the reason i picked this one is because he does like the background vocal on it okay and then the second one is called 302, which is huh. probably their catchiest song. Yeah, that was the one got, I would have picked, yeah. Got kind of a Ramonesy uh thing going on really, like the guitar line. So, anyway. Anyway, I don't know. I don't think there's probably podcasts in the afterlife, but if you're hearing this buddy, I'll miss talking to you at shows. So, anyway, on that somber note, why yeah, don't we right. out on that? Like I said, I appreciate you making me laugh, and and like I said, it's not like I'm you know sitting around sitting around crying my eyes out, but I've been kind of bummed out. Oh, I bet. Bummed out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about getting older is that people do. Yeah. Um, you do start losing people, and you know, we had a, a guy at work today, one of our friends, uh, that we joke around with every lunch, and he was saying he was having a weird pain in his chest whenever he goes swimming, and we were make, and we were making fun of him. And no, well, no, but he went to the thing today, and it turns out he has three blockages, and he has to go and get fucking stents uh, put in or whatever. So it's like, dude, when you start getting our age, it is, uh, yeah. Well, it, don't it, take it, people for granted. This Mike Ness would say, "Don't take people for granted because yeah, you just don't know if they'll be there tomorrow." Well, it's it is scary. weird too when you see people. It, it's weird when I outlive people that are younger and healthier would seem than I am. Yep. You know what I mean? There's that sort of like, why Why not me? You know, why? Right. Take me, Lord. Leave him. Take me. Well, so, let's, not, let's, let's not do that either. Let's no. stay well, around, Well, it, it is funny. You know, I had my you know I had my 50th birthday, of course, and I sort of had this sort of awakening, like, uh, you know, I, I really need to do better health-wise. And I, and I have been trying to make a little better better choices, you know. My wife wants me to live, and I think that's really nice after all these years. <laughs> okay, Joey Ramon. But she still wants me to live, and uh, well, yeah, and I, I just, uh, but you know, and I'll do a little better, and then I'll go to a graduation party, theoretically, that had like self serve drink station, and I'll drink so much vodka that I, uh, you know, my wife won't talk to me for a week. So. Yeah, and this weekend, I'm imagining you're not going to be uh, eating or drinking too well. You know what? Here's, well, here's, so. my, here's my plan for this weekend. Boy, I'm trying to do a heartfelt tribute, <laughs> and uh, this is tip. This is this is Punk Light Eye Podcast in a nutshell, right? Um. My plan is I'm just going to drink domestic beer because I could pretty much drink that from the morning I wake up until the day I die without too many negative consequences. You know wow. that about me. Yep. You know that about me. Yep. If I just stick to, you know, High Life or PBR or whatever. Just have to pee every 15 seconds. I guess. I guess. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, this is this – is, uh, Are we going to play out with these or are we going to come back? I don't care. Whatever you want to do. 
Let's let's come back. Let's play these, and then we'll come back. Come back and have a laugh. Yep. So this is the Lippies with first walking on fences, and then the song three o two.
that was the lippies there with uh yeah a tribute to taylor um walking on fences and then 302 and uh as the music is still playing upstairs I don't yes. know what the fuck is going on. Maybe they are dead. I have well, no idea. I'll tell you idea. what, dude. If they are using that as getting it on music, they're better man than I am. Yeah, it sounds like it's not I'd that. I'd have been done and had two naps and a couple of drinks by now. <laughs> Maybe Sting is up there with his tantric, <laughs> with his tantric <laughs> dick. Yeah, Tantric sex. That's a good name for a band, Tantric Dick. There you go. You can, you can, that, could be your, uh, that. that could be your hardcore gay band. <laughs> they're, warming up, they're warming up for... Uh, Oh god damn it! Who the hell is that? John Gentile's band? I'm not. Gen- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Pansy Division. Yeah, John Ginoli. Yeah. John Ginoli. Sorry. Who are they was. playing with in in Chicago? Yeah, they're playing with uh, our boy uh, Jason Baygood's band. Oh, Baygood's. That's right. Not Lollygagger. No. <laughs> so the other show I was real tempted to go to on Saturday night. Fear playing at the at the at Reggie's. Yeah, it's clearly not sold out yet because they're still. Pimp- that that is amazing. They're man. pimping out like crazy still. That is amazing that they yeah. haven't sold out. They keep adding openers. So there's like three openers now. Yeah, it's, I mean they're what? gonna have to they're gonna have to wake Lee Ving up his slumber <laughs> to play that late, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, and, the, and the funny thing is, they think that that's adding to the bill. It's actually not. It makes me want to go less. The more open well, bands they throw I mean, at but it. They, they I guess they figure every local band brings in a certain amount of people, right? I guess. They're gonna have to freaking wake. They're gonna have to wake him from his grave. <laughs> he should do a band with Cheetah. <laughs> I, I I hate that too, man. I love. It's it Walking makes me, Dead. Makes me sad. Yeah. Makes me sad. But anyway, all right, Neil. So anyway, it was good talking to you, man. It was yep. very therapeutic. We'll see. It's well. It's funny enough. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna see each other like tomorrow. Were, <laughs> I hope the rest of you felt like you were eavesdropping on a couple of old. Fools at a bar somewhere. Yeah, something. indeed, indeed. That's that's a that's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Try not to offend till we die. My eye. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. we will. Uh, yeah. So I'll see you in like. Oh, of course. Of course. You hours. Punk till I die on Facebook. Punk till I die Facebook group, which is at about eleven hundred people now. Yep. It is. Even though some people are trying to sell us comfortable shoes or tell us that. Uh, like uh, Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell died yeah. Or I something. just what I just deleted there? that one. Okay. That fucking that fucking thing so i i deleted that and banned the author so there you go yeah anyway and uh oh, of course all hate mail can be directed to neil mcdougall at no <laughs> hate mail can be directed at punk till i die 77 at gmail yeah so, but if uh, you like us 70 percent of the time i think we can live with any criticism you throw away so. and, and any new people and also any old people that might have gone through their stickers we have free stickers just ah, send yes. us your address and stuff and we'll be happy to send you hey, a couple Neil, of free stickers i'm running out of stickers bring me some stickers tomorrow and will I do can, i will milwaukee will be stickered now i've i just placed an order for more and the i went to the sticker guy this time Nice. And the thing about the sticker guy ones, they're actually going to be a bit bigger than the original ones we oh, had. Oh, excellent. So we can have slightly different. Yeah. So. Cool. And you said you got the classic and the new designer. No, just I just classic? got, I just, I, I didn't want to do two orders until I see that these ones Make actually sure show up, <laughs> you know, gotcha. I'm sure they're not going to do an interpunk, but I just wanted to get these first ones in hand before. Well, and I, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe they'll be a little easier to get the paper off the back. I love the original stickers. They're great stickers. They're nice vinyl stickers. I see them occasionally in the wild and I'm like, did drunk Tom put that up or did somebody else put that up? I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, the the backs are a bitch to get off, especially when you're drinking. Well, in the dark they are. If you look at it in the light, there is a line. There's like a yeah. line through where you can break yeah. it through, but it's difficult to see if it's dark. 
So, and when you're when you have old eyes like we do. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. And just FYI, yeah, our t-shirts you can get that stuff at Loud Pizza. I yep, don't know. Yep. I, 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 I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to get that stuff at Loud Pizza. I think she's changing something about the store. But if you're a bigger guy. I have um, a couple of sweatshirts and I have some t-shirts because the last order we made, I got some, obviously some double X's mm. and I've still got the double X's in hand. So if you're a bigger dude and you want a punk till I die t-shirt, I, I have some. So that'll be like 20 bucks or something. So shipped. So for our, let for me know. Plus, for our plus size fans. For our plus our size sexy, friends. Yes. Our sexy indeed. bear fans. Yes. They're black with a classic logo in white. So yes. anyway, that's that. Uh, I got some buttons too. I don't know what I'm going to do with those yet. I he might, does. Yeah, it's not buttons. Yeah, and, I, and I've been giving them out to people I see, but I don't know. I think I, some people would probably like to have those sent out. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do with those. I have koozies as well, so yep. maybe we can koozies. make a package I, I, deal. I was, dude. I went last night to watch some classic rock band play on Main Street here in my little hometown, and my friend Chad drinking out of the Punk Tie Die koozie. Excellent, Chad. Good man. Yes. Good man. So, um. All right. So. Uh, this has been um, the long goodbye, as they say. So anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, thanks for listening. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart. Keep a little tailor in your heart. And, uh, there you go. Yeah, and stay free, everybody. Stay out of mischief. We'll smell you later. Yeah, see you tomorrow, Tom. Sounds good. Yeah, bye. bye, everybody. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.